So in the 1990s, my life became a cautionary tale. That was a time when if a person was in an abusive relationship, people felt free to say things like, why do you put up with that? I never would. Why do you stay? And yet I didn't. I had no idea what would happen later. But let me rewind. In 1990, in March particularly, I was 25 years old, married, my husband was verbally abusive, and I had two beautiful little girls under the age of three. I thought I could manage the relationship. Uh, insults, okay. But it became more controlling, more isolating, and in March, March 5th actually, of 1990, he strangled me around the neck in front of my oldest child while she was screaming. And that was when I knew that I had to get out. Eventually, I got my daughters together and made my way to the Awake Shelter, Abused Women's Aid in Crisis, the Battered Women's Shelter here in town. And there, we had some safety and time to, for me to figure out how to create a new future for us. It would be a lot of work. Fast forward two years, I had completed the degree in journalism that I started when I was young, so that was good. Um, the girls were, thank you, the girls were older. We were off every kind of assistance we had relied on uh, in those entering, interim years. So off public assistance, housing assistance, legal assistance. I still got daycare assistance and that was fabulous. And I worked a terrific job at Awake, the same place that I went to for safety with the girls. The girls were a little older. It was a great time. Living large on 10 bucks an hour and just really embracing the fact that we were going for our beautiful future. We deserved our own happily ever after. So I noticed that, well, I didn't notice closely enough, but we were doing well except for the more I focused on our future and having a happily ever after, the harder my former husband focused on destroying me. And often he did that by using our daughters. So much so, in fact, that we decided to have, or rather I decided, we would have pick up and drop off from visits at the daycare, their fabulous daycare at Faith Daycare and Learning Center. That way we could avoid kind of bad language and things like that scariness in front of the kids during pick up, drop off. One day in 1994, so that's four years after I left, in March again, March 13th of 1994, I'm getting off work at Awake, drove to the daycare to pick up my daughters, who were now four and six years old and cute as buttons, and they weren't at the daycare. They weren't at the daycare, they weren't in the city of Anchorage, they weren't in Alaska, in the United States. They were in my former's hus former husband's home country of Greece. He had kidnapped our daughters, taken them against court order, and disappeared to go to Greece. That was everything I had. All of my hopes in them. The greatest connection I will have ever had in my little daughters. And they were living out a consequence because I left. It would take two years before I saw my daughters again. Two years, a ton, a legion of support. Uh, friends, coworkers, strangers in Anchorage, people even in Greece who supported my efforts so that I could reunite with my daughters. Two years later, in March again uh, of 1996, I was reunited with my daughters in the country of Greece. Before we had our first meeting, I rehearsed a little bit. I wondered, 
What have the girls been through, and do they even speak English anymore? So I learned to say some things in Greek so that we could connect. Things like, I love you, sagapo, and I've been looking for you. I can't remember how I used to say that, but I rehearsed it so that, <laughs> so that I wouldn't scare them as much and so that they could be reassured. When we first saw each other, my youngest daughter, who was now se turning seven years old, looked like she'd seen a ghost. It was terrifying for her to see me. Later, I would find out that she thought she had seen a ghost. She was told that I was dead. My oldest daughter was excited at first, but that quickly turned to tears. She was afraid of retribution from what would happen when her dad found out I was in Greece. They didn't speak my language. They didn't speak English anymore. But soon, they started picking up language, as children do. They, they were quick learners, and so they had a lot to say, things like, Mommy, you have a lot of crinkles around your eyes now. <laughs> Mommy, your butt fell down. <laughs> or, Mommy, why is our poster hanging up in Walmart? Their missing children's poster was, was there still for a while after they came home. So they picked up some language. And then I enrolled them in therapy, got them in a great school at Polaris, and we had a wonderful supportive community. They went into sports. Within six months, you'd have never known something bad happened to them. It was, they were doing amazing, and it was important to me that they were doing well. I insisted on it because I thought a couple of things. One, I assumed they were a reflection of me as their mother. Two, I thought that our donors, the people that had helped us, deserved them to do well as a thank you. And I put that pressure on them. And at first, that went really fine. Until later, as they got older, there started to be cracks that developed in their little psyches. The thing about trauma is, if it doesn't have an outlet, if there isn't enough support and healing, it just gets stuck in our bodies. And so behaviorally, mental health-wise, physical health-wise, it changes us. And for my daughters, it was still there. It was still there under all that pressure. The thing is that when they were kidnapped, they were taken from the parent that loved them, the community that supported them. They were taken away from their language, their foods, their friends. and planted in Greece and expected to do beautifully, immediately, to just act like nothing happened. And then two years later, I show up. And although I have the best of intentions then, I do the same thing. I take them from the parent, their friends, their routine, their school, their language, their food, and bring them to America expecting that they would just do all right and act as though nothing horrible had happened, and it had. Now it was my turn to go to therapy. I needed to learn the language that they spoke. I needed to learn the language of trauma. I learned through the process to accept my children as they are. They are not extensions of me. And we wouldn't live life unscathed. But I did learn it was fabulous to be together. And it was enough for me, for us to speak the same language and for us to live our happily enough ever after. Thank you. Thank you.